Hello and welcome to 48 Shades of Football. As you might have guessed from the music, the K-League's off on its holidays for a while, but we're still here. There's still plenty to talk about, loads going on. Um, referees. Referees. <laughs> More importantly, Mark's had a haircut. I have, yes. Which one was it? Uh, the one on the left. <laughs> the dark bits, I think. The dark bits have been cut, yeah. This week. Yeah, the, the grey bits must have been hiding under all the, the dark bits there. I went from salt and pepper to purely just salt, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul looks like he's had a haircut. You could have saved the bits that were cut off so that I can stick them on my forehead. <laughs> You've not had a haircut, Paul, you're just another week older. Yes, yeah. a week older. Yeah, um, indeed. Plus we have Stevie here sporting a rather a rather interesting looking ginger beard. Gin uh, ginger beard with a little bit of salt in there as well. We're kind of unsure really if that's a ginger beard or, I, I don't know what it looks like. It's kind of like... It's a pedo beard. Yeah, it kind of, it, it kind of looks like a ginger Rolf Harris like halfway through his prison sentence. <laughs> Was Rolf Harris not ginger, no? <laughs> you had three legs. Which is also why you looked at Rolf Harris, Stephen, as well. Indeed, indeed. Alright, well, luckily we never did Cliff Richard as the intro music, or we'd, we'd really we'd be, we'd be two pedos in and we're only a minute into the podcast. So, what we're going to talk about tonight, there's two rounds of uh, K League action to review. I know you guys had a good time at the Songnam Soul game. Um, lots of news as well. Busan have been their boss. Adriano's done a bunk to Brazil. Kong Young Jin's taking the piss at FC Seoul. And Javi Arena is back at Songnam after his fantastic five goals in 20 games the last time he we'll played. Probably not be talking about that. <laughs> probably not, yeah. <laughs> Edu and Chong Tse have buggered off to pass. And as well. And we've got the All Star game as well. Yeah. So plenty to talk about. We'll be here really? for a couple of hours on this podcast. You thought you were going to be home early, Mark. I think you just talked about everything. <laughs> That's a finish. So guys, thank you for joining us tonight. We'll be looking for the insightful <laughs> opinions of these, these two uh, highly educated K-League aficionados. That was before the Asahi was opened. Before the Asahi was opened. and If not, you can give us a full rundown on the fight you had in the subway home from the Songnam game. Well, at least things are crystal clear now. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> Nobody out there will get that, but we do. <laughs> Alright, let's start then. Let's let's do last last midweek's games. <laughs> right, so you guys, midweek then, there was a big one with Songnam FC Soul. Tell me all about it. The two of you were there, so we should get something interesting to talk about here, surely. Uh, with that Galbi afterwards. And uh, some of that blue was it Galbi? L let's start, no, no, let's start at the beginning, shall we? Where I said, where shall we meet? And you said... Meet me in the toilet at Hongbei Station. <laughs> I'm in trap three, just knocked twice. You go into tap, you go into cubicle two and, and please and please bring an, an Asda shopping bag. Just pull the tape off, it'll be fine. It's the only cottage in Korea. But um So after after exploring the glory holes at Hongbei Station. Uh, that in fairness, if there is one toilets in Korea that there will be glory holes, it probably is Hongdae Station. Probably is. It was a it was a Freudian slip uh, or a Freudian text, so to speak, where I said, "I'm in the bathroom, Paul. That Hurry mean, up." That means when you say what you want without without meaning to. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm going to come sit next to you now, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm on, still thinking on of that bombshell. Tell me something interesting. Did Songnam have decided to win? I'm, I'm still misty eyed after the moment. Uh, Songnam should have won. Assuming you actually got to the match and you didn't just spend the rest of the, the evening in Hongdae toilets, what, what was the game like? Uh, the game was like you would expect it to be. Uh, Songnam v Seoul, after all. So um, was it two teams just trying to defend? 
And that, with the ball, I mean, the ball sitting untouched in the centre circle. I, I don't, I don't think, I mean, I think, I think Songnam, first half, Songnam had the best of the football, the best of the possession. They didn't have the best of chances, but they had the best of possession. Uh, half time came and went, and um, so came out the trap second half, definitely a lot more eager, a lot more uh, kind of motivated than they had been in the previous 45. Um, we got the goal, which was rather fortuitous, uh, with the ball kind of cannoned back off Park Chu Young's shin. Looped um, over. Looped over uh, Park Chung in goal, which is not that difficult to loop over him, to be perfectly honest. I his name, though, apparently. Yeah, I have a <laughs> <laughs> I can't see it before I saw it, never mind after it. But um, what was quite funny was, I was getting some texts and some interesting tweets and comments uh, from some of the, the Suho Shin faithful. Uh, but amazingly, Otto Silver, favourite host and co-host, favourite follower of the, of the podcast, missed uh, Huang Yejo's equaliser because he was so busy doing the bowing dance that Seoul do when they score a goal, which was as quickly as, as Sonam equalised. It took three minutes. Fantastic ball down the left-hand side. And Paul, do you want to describe the goal that ended your dreams of a victory in Tanchon? Oh. Okay, I'll describe it then. Um, yeah, well, Huang Yejo brought it down and then lashed into the with his left foot into the top yeah. left corner. It was it was a it was a very good shot to be honest. So can't can't deny him that. I mean, yeah. And where was your where was your central defence at the time? Were they taking pictures? Were they, in, did they have the selfie sticks out? In in fairness, like the ball of the top was perfect as well. I, well, I mean, it, it was a fantastic goal. Dury was completely out of position. Surely not. So one of the central defenders had to run across and cover that the gap. The where gap. Where your right back should be. And then another of them just gave up because Huang Yijou looked, obviously, if you look at the replay, you can see he starts chasing back and he realises Huang Yijou is much faster than him, so he just stops. In, in fairness as well... He stop, stops and starts writing his transfer request. I, like, I want to go to the Middle East. Yeah, like, <laughs> Huang Yijou takes about 10 shots on target to actually get a goal, and he was only about 7 in at this point. So I'd probably have stopped as well, <laughs> to be honest. If you look the chance of him scoring was minimal, but he, he well, did. The, the kind of shot he, that he actually scored is the kind of shot that Korean strikers never score, right? Yeah. It was because it was curling out, but it still went right into the top corner, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, a, it was, a, oh, it was, it was an amazing finish. Yeah. Yeah. It, was a, it was a great finish. It should never have gone in, to be honest. But. Yeah. And then that, that finish was perfect, and it finished the game. Because yeah. I don't think anything else happened after that. Um, the game was the kind of the exact opposite of Micronesia versus Vanuatu. That forty-six nil thriller. There you go. It's last not, week. not often you hear a game described like that. Well, is it? I mean, it was one each compared to forty-six nil. Um, but I think um, I think both both sides at the end of the day were quite happy with a draw. I mean, usually tell the last five minutes was one team going for it or were they no, just no, no, they were just sitting back and going right points think, points okay. I think I think Songnam the way they came out second half. They looked like they were happy enough with how they had performed. I'm not saying they were happy with nothing each, <clears throat> but they were happy enough with how they had performed. So hadn't performed at all, and I think Che must have given one of his now infamous uh, motivational speeches along the lines of "What? Uh, uh, <laughs> the game? Uh, is it? Is it raining?" Um, so I, I think you're calling the wrong person Cletus, to be honest. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, but Seoul did come out the traps very well. The, the first 15 minutes, I did turn to Alistair, as we have to now call him, um, due to 
contractual obligations. Um, I did turn to Alison and say, you know, there's only one team that looks like they want to win this game right now, uh, and it was Seoul, to be honest. The goal was a shocking goal from Sonam's point of view. Uh, but again, that's how they've lost goals all season. They've been shocking goals all season. Yeah. But fair play to Sonam to recover immediately. But then it was game over at one each. I don't think anyone believed anyone was going to get any more goals. But but again, for goalkeepers that we've complained about all year, or you've complained about all year, mm. I don't think Sol really made much effort to put them under pressure. That was what I found uh, not disappointing, but surprising, was that we have Sonam have one of the, the dodgiest goalkeepers in, the, in both leagues, to be honest. But Sol didn't throw a single high ball in. Unlike Inchon at the weekend, who just kept putting cross and cross and cross and cross in, and he kept spilling them, but they couldn't take advantage of it. So didn't put a single cross into him. They, they didn't really pressure him at all. The one time they did, his defence let him down and in part scored. Yeah. I'm not sure it was a goalkeeping error. I think it was a combination of the defence realising this goalkeeper is shit, let's try and clear it and falling over and not clearing it and whatever. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it was actually a goalkeeping error as such. But I think it stemmed from the fact he's a poor goalkeeper. But I was really surprised that Seoul didn't just throw in high balls. Well, I wasn't because it was exactly the same they did against Jung the, the week before. So. Mm, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. <coughs> Alright, that's, that's pulling off about the mid-table dross now. What, ha- what happened elsewhere? Um, no idea. What happened at the top of the league? John I'm, Book? I was drinking during the game, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> what did happen? Well, John Book, John Book didn't win again. Yeah, they drew me one each with Guangzhou. One each with Guangzhou. They were ahead. They were beating Guangzhou 1-0. Uh, uh, maybe 20 minutes, maybe 25 minutes, and Guangzhou pulled one back, pulled it back, sorry, and uh, equalised. Yeah. But John Book were ahead. Um, so, but amazingly, in the week when John Book actually dropped some points, Suwon won to, yeah. to gain a couple of yeah. points on them, which is not, I think it's the first time that's happened all season. So, they've, they've pulled it back a, a little bit, like a couple of points back. I think the biggest surprise of the whole. Uh, week would either go to Osan actually winning 4-1 against Dejan we, we know Dejan are terrible but for Osan to actually win yeah. was incredible but I think probably the Pohang Jeju game was probably the biggest surprise for me um, <laughs> particularly after I had said it was, I'd finished nothing each after I hadn't been played and then I thought it was going to be 2-0 anyway um, and it turned out that Jeju scored 3 goals in 3 minutes <laughs> that's a pretty amazing feat yeah like, that means you score, take the ball from their, their kickoff and score again, take the ball from their kickoff and score again. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of like uh, so Maros type football. Yeah. yeah, that's one of those things where you think Pohang must be a really poor team and whoever played them next must have scooshed them. You would think so, yeah? I think so, especially since they would have been, they were home for that game and away for the next game, right? Yeah. yeah. But I guess and we'll come on to that in a minute. It didn't quite work out that way, did it? And the, in the last game... That's quite a surprise as well. Inchon scored three goals. Yeah, when was the last time they scored three goals? Um, 2004. <laughs> the, whole year. the whole year. Uh, yeah, I mean... Scored, scored three against Seoul maybe two years ago, three years ago. Okay, yeah. Oh, but you could beat 5-3 maybe or something? No? No, no, they, they won 3-2. The first okay. the first time we played at their new stadium. Ah, okay. okay. And actually, this, the, the, the year after that, when they came to Sangam as well, they won 3-2. I mean, I think... I haven't watched Inchon on Sunday, how they put three by Busan kind of says more about why the Busan manager was sacked, I think. 
to be honest, uh, Inchon were a poor lot at times against Sunderland. Yeah, I mean, Inchon are not a great, great side. I'm surprised we, they're as the high on the table I've, as they are. To be I've honest. seen them play really well this season. I mean, they do click. It does work. It does look good. But you can't beat Poussin 3-1 at home one week and just three days, four days later struggle to even create a chance against Songnam at, at, at home yeah. as well. There's a lot of that in the league though. I mean, if you look at a lot of the teams in the middle, that's the problem. There's complete inconsistency. One yeah. week they get a good result, next week they get an absolute garbage but result. Incheon's record at home has been quite good, haven't they? They've, mm. they've uh, held all the, all the big hard teams. To beat. They're hard to beat at yeah. home, yeah. Songnam got three points where most of the other teams in the top half have got yep, one. I'm going right? to put my, my neck on the line and say Songnam are the only team, apart from Guangzhou, nope, they drew two weeks, Songnam are the only team to beat into a home this season. I wouldn't be surprised if that was true. Nope. I can't they, think of anyone else that's won there. They drew with Pohang, no, they beat Pohang, no, they drew with Pohang, they beat Jeju. Drew with Chumbuk, Drew with Suwon, Drew with Seoul. Drew with Suwon, Drew with Seoul, yeah. And they drew with Guangzhou. I think Sonam are the only team to actually beat them at uh, their stadium this season. Somebody will write in and tell you you're wrong. Assuming there's somebody that cares enough about Incheon to actually write in. There isn't, is there? Incheon, right. <laughs> can those two things happen at the same time? I don't really think so, yeah. If you can, just take somebody Somebody's sister will sing you a song from a dodgy <laughs> Nori bang. <laughs> We beat Suwon! <laughs> uh, also, if you are singing a song from a Dodge and Ori band, just let me know where it is and we can come and have a face to face discussion about we it. We can do a live broadcast from there. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And you can provide the traditional outro music. <laughs> <laughs> Six minute jobby. <laughs> and I like my whiskey without ice. Given that there's no games next weekend, we might need to do that just to fill, fill the hour. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that was a classic. All right, so it wasn't wasn't a, a hell of a lot of action. I guess the only thing was Suwon closed in in Chonbuk mm. a little bit. Um, Ulsan pulled away a little bit from from Pusan, but other than that, not not a hell of a lot changed. It's still in the middle of that table. It's still one week you're up three places, next yeah. week you're down three places. So I, mean, I think you're looking at. Ulsan in 10th are now, they are 6 points behind, but I think from 9th to 3rd, third, third. I mean that's 6 places with 5 points between them, Yeah, that's pretty tight. Uh-huh. Alright, so let's go and look at the weekend fixtures in the Classic then. I guess the big one, well, the there big one in terms six of 6 pointers there, yeah, was Ulsan would obviously have followed up their great victory against Dijon with another great victory against Guangzhou. Of course, yep. But they didn't. They lost 1-0. They lost 1-0 <laughs> at yeah. home. At home as well. I mean, I think um, that one was a big one. Well, yeah, they'd, they'd have been above Guangzhou, wouldn't they, if they'd beat them? Had they, had they been Guangzhou, they'd have been above them. They'd have been they might nice even spot. been above Jeju. Yeah, they might have even crawled up as far as 8th. Uh, but instead, uh, instead of crawling up to 8th, they kind of... Skittered away like a like a cockroach in the corner, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, they ended up unfortunately losing to Guangzhou. They're now six points behind them in, in tenth. And I think if it wasn't for Pusan and Dejan being so bad, Ulsan fans might have a lot to really be concerned so, about. I, I suppose the looming thing is Dejan in twelfth sacked their manager. Pusan in eleventh sacked their manager. Ulsan in 10th, 
Shaky peg time? No, he's just been hired. He's just a new manager, yeah? He was only hired in the yeah, summer time. I think, I think Ulsan have something like the, is it the third or fourth biggest budget in the league and they're sitting at yeah. the bottom right now. I mean, Jeparov, Kim Tehuan. Had an outstanding start, didn't they, with the beating Sol and Puan yeah. in the first yeah. couple of weeks. And since now, then, it's been pretty much disastrous. I mean, other, other than that good result at Dejan, they've had four defeats in the last five matches. Yeah. So I think it's a more than that, I think. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not looking good for them. I mean, so they've only won five matches in 22, which when you consider the fact, as Paul said, they beat Seoul in the first game, they beat Pohang in the second game. We know that they beat Dejan last week, that's three. That means they've only won two other matches out of 19. I mean, yeah, that, it's, not, it's not good. I mean, I know he's a new manager, but when you get that kind of form, you've got to think, he's not, he's not going to last long unless he pulls something out of the bag in yeah. the second half of the season. And with all the rumours about their players potentially being sold off with the the big rumour of um, John Book coming in for Kim Chinook is probably the that's going to be pretty bad if that happens I think for Ulsan I mean and for the K-League in general I think the rookie up, up alongside uh, Edon Gook for the next six months or so may be a bit of a, a bit of a dangerous partnership and I don't Although know in the K-League they probably wouldn't play together they probably they wouldn't yeah. one off yeah, they probably will they will <laughs> I mean, Kim Shin will play against some A and other Brazilian, do you know what I mean, for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, but also, I don't think they're in danger of getting a, of falling into the playoff place and having to go to penalties again with Iran for the second time this season. But I do think they are in danger of having what, in their eyes, would be a completely disastrous season, considering the fact that only two years ago... I mean, if they finish in the bottom six, that's a disaster yeah. for... Yeah, that, that's what I mean, Ulsan, yeah. yeah. I mean, only, only two years ago... They were they they lost the league on what the last two seconds of the game, last mm-hmm. kick of the game, and now they find themselves two years later, dwelling in tenth. Two spot. managers later as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah two and the other thing is, I mean, they're only six points. I guess maybe seven if you count the goal difference ahead of Busan. If the new guy comes in, they get a bounce. They win a couple of games, then they're really yeah. really in the, in trouble then. But again, even they're only nine points off six, so if they get some kind of yeah. bounce themselves, they could. Quite easily, because it's only, it's only a couple of weeks ago that Songnam were right down, yeah. sort of where Ulsan are, and you've seen with that they've had four wins out of five, and suddenly they're in fifth. So if they can yeah. find a bit of form, if they well, can find that, their that, early season form, they'll soon be. That's the well. one thing with Ulsan when you look at their squad; they've got enough quality there to win games. You would think so, yeah. If they actually find a bit of form, they could easily win five or six in a row and be up in the top half of the, the table again. But and they must be playing Seoul again. Form so. is awful. <laughs> But, I mean, do you think all the managers are sitting there looking going when do we play Seoul that's at least a point guarantee when do we, when do we play Seoul when do we play Tejan when do we play Pusan <laughs> yeah. shit Pusan just sacked their manager yeah oh god I mean, was a guaranteed three points as you said Steve I think you have to say that anything other than a top six finish is a disaster for Ulsan yeah, I mean, just given how much money they, they spend and the yeah. investment they made in the summer as well to bring in guys like, like Jeparov yeah I mean he didn't come for cheap that's, yeah. for, that's for certain um, so yeah, ho- I mean, hopefully they'll, they'll they'll improve their form a little bit. I think a team as big as Osan shouldn't really be in the bottom six. I don't think it's good for the K League in particular, but at the expense of maybe Seoul and not Songnam. But actually, at the expense of Pohang, because no wait, one wait, makes wait, Pohang. Wait, wait. <laughs> if, if you say that Ulsan are too big a team to be in the bottom six, then surely you have to say the same about Seoul, do you not? No. No matter how much you might hate them, on your criteria, I don't hate them. on your <laughs> no. criteria, they should be in the top six. Yeah, I mean, I think like looking at it, obviously Songnam and Jonam 
probably are the two teams that you would think are performing way above expectation and are the two teams that will probably towards the end of the of the kind of third round are going to crack and fall out the, of, of the top Looking six. over yeah. their shoulders. You think so, yeah. But fair play to both teams to be there at this point in time, I think it's a huge, huge effort. But yeah, you'd have to say that probably Osan and Jeju would be the two teams that, that would replace them in the top six. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no matter no matter what happens in the season, you expect Chonbuk, Suwon, Pohang, Ulsan, and FC Seoul should be the five of the top six. Yeah, and and then and, and Jeju, and Jeju. I mean, Jeju, Jeju have been the top six for whoever, a couple of years. Yeah, I would be surprised if Jeju, but didn't get there. But hopefully this year we can see a, a, a little bit of a shake up. So what else happened then? Uh, Chonbuk. Got a good good away win. Fantastic away win. Three 0 That's probably the most convincing result they've had for a while because they've been mm. kind of just sneaking results or dropping the point yeah. points here and there. Yeah. Um, three 0 away at Jeju is a pretty pretty good win. Very very interesting as well. It was the first game without Edu and Anino. So I, I I reckoned I thought they might have been in that one been a little bit nervous, a little bit uncomfortable, thinking well without the talismanic Edu we're not going to be able to do this without like. And you know from midfield, but no, I mean they they ran out comfortable winners over over Jeju, who are, as we've said many times, a really tough team to beat at home. So for three now, with six now, I mean that's, like, I mean, that's a good result. And then Suwon have slipped up, as we said, the midweek they gained two points. Weekend they've they've lost them again. I mean a wee win, a wee draw at, at Busan. That's a um, poor result, isn't it? To be honest, apparently, apparently it's a poor result for Busan as well. If that's what gets your manager sacked, yeah, apparently, so you, yeah. you can lose as many games as you like, but drawing at home to Suwon, you're fired. Well, he was—he used to be the Suwon manager, didn't he? So, oh, do you think he that, threw, that was his previous. Do you think he threw it? Just gave him a point, gifted them a point. He got sacked from Suwon to go to Busan. So, it was also a Chongti says farewell game. Yeah, um, he didn't score or have an assist or anything, but. He does have his picture taken though, so that was that yeah, was he did, thing. He did, yeah. I'm sure he was very upset by the whole affair. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he cried the same as he did with the national anthem in North Korea as well, uh, six years ago, whenever it was. Um, yeah, sad to, to see him go. Big big fan of the podcast as he is. Um, but again, Suwon just dropping points when they need to be need to be yeah. them away away at Busan. That you need to win that kind of game. If you want to be challenging, especially when Chonbuk are putting in a three 0 away win at, at Jeju, even Seoul won away at Pusan. So, as did Sonam, I believe as well. Like, when you go in, when you go in on on a Sunday to, to to that game, knowing that your biggest rivals, you know, like your title rivals, have just won three 0 the previous day, you think that would be enough motivation to actually raise your game. And I mean, Pusan have been a poor team. So but, they'd lost f- the four previous games, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think Suwon have been poor against teams like that. I mean, Dejan's only win of the season came at Suwon. Yeah. Um, I haven't looked at it, but you'd probably find Suwon have done better against the top six sides than they yeah, have against the bottom yeah, six sides. Definitely, yeah. They, they've struggled against um, what would be seen as being the smaller teams. And, um, but I think we've written them off several times this, this season. I mean, we kind of. Had the podcast been done on Thursday, we'd have said, well, Suwon are back in with a, a shout, but now it's been done on a Tuesday, Suwon have no chance again. It's, still, uh, it's, only, it's only seven points, so it's not it's not impossible, but it's looking more and more unlikely every week that they don't catch them up. 
I mean, they're they're now depending on someone else um, having a, a result. There's only two more games left against John Book. So even if they beat John Book twice, that's only like six points gained back. So they, they need someone else to take a point off, uh, a couple of points off John Book. Yeah. So and at that point, you're thinking, okay, when you need someone else to actually win, is it? It's going to, to help you. It's going to take something special to, to yeah. catch John Book now. Um, it makes me laugh when we're like got 16 rounds left in the league, and you say <laughs> it's already out of their hands. <laughs> but it is though. I mean, it's in their hands. I mean, yeah. mathematically it is, but even so, it's a bit. We're a bit far out to say. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Well, I mean, I think I think what you can probably safely say if, is anybody's going to challenge. It's going to be Suwon because with yes, 13, 13 points now to Chunam. That's too far behind, isn't it? At the half, at not even the halfway point. It's kind of slightly more than halfway, isn't it? It's two it's thirds and a bit because you got the top top six and yeah. split and all that. So. I mean, I, I guess what what you're going to say is that even if the loss of Aninho and Edu means that Chumbuk tank it, then probably no one else is going to catch Suwon, and Suwon will just run away with it instead, won't they? Yeah. yeah. Unless uh, the, unless the loss of Chumbuk is equally crucial. You, you cannot see John Am still sitting in third place come the end of the season. So you're looking at Pohang really as being the third place team, or probably so. The two teams with experience yeah. of being in that position at the end of the season. That Johnam, you have to imagine Johnam, Songnam would bottle it and we'll end up if they are in the top six, we'll end up fifth and sixth. So you're looking at Pohang and Seoul being can't, like third can't see and Pohang or Seoul catching both Suwon and Chonbuk. No. That's the thing you would have to look at, you know. Again, looking at it again, like Seoul have two more super matches left. That's only six points, they're eight points behind, they're looking at other teams. You, you need Chonbuk and Suwon to have a dreadful yeah. second half to, so to give them any chance. So. So, so what do you reckon, the loss of Edu and Aninho and the loss of Jong say is that a big enough impact to make them I think it's a big enough it from now on? It's a big enough impact for those two teams, as in I think Chonbuk will lose games, but so will Suwon because there's no Jong say. But I don't think it's a big enough impact to allow any of the other teams to actually catch them. And I mean catch them. I don't so, think anyone will catch Suwon. I think Suwon will comfortably finish second. I think John Book will more than comfortably finish yeah. first. I don't think it'll make that much difference in the K League. I think I think for John Book maybe the loss of Edu might make a difference in the ACL. Um, oh, I think you'd have to say now Gamba Saka will run out easy winners in that but, game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, depending I on who they well who they bring in as well in the K League. If, if they, they, if they bring in the rookie, then yeah, that's that's probably a decent replacement. Or, I guess they've still got a, a foreigner spot as well that they could they could pull something out there. There's talk of them bringing back. Didn't didn't they just? There's talk of them bringing back one of their, their ex Brazilians. I think they maybe brought him yeah, back. Yeah, they brought they? back. Um, what's his name? Luis. 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 Yeah. Luis, yeah. But they still have one more spot left. Yeah. yeah. As does Suwon have one more Asian spot left? Uh, so they've not got anywhere that guy Tadanari Lee. I don't think they haven't confirmed him yet. I don't think that was that was a rumor he was coming in, but they haven't confirmed him. So, uh, I mean, talk, talking about people who've got a foreigner spot potentially, Dejon lost again. Sans Adriano. Yeah, I think like, I find this whole Adriano thing quite quite interesting. Um, I don't know if we talk about now or. I guess minutes. we'll come on here when we talk about okay. all the players in and out. But um, yeah, I mean, he wasn't picked. Apparently, he's disappeared back to Brazil, and Dejon have lost again. Yeah, I mean, Dejan are finished, aren't they? I mean, they were finished before the season started. <laughs> yes, <laughs> to be honest, uh, that I think if you if you go back to the podcast we did a few weeks ago when Sol played away at Tejon, and I said, "Oh, Adjana came on at half time, and they looked far more dangerous when he was playing than when he wasn't." So clearly, my views very different to 
the manager who sees him every day in training and whatever. But yeah. I, mean, I think we'll discuss that as we said, but I have a very. I don't understand how you made him captain if he's lazy. I don't get that. You make, make him captain one week, he gets sent off, and then suddenly he's yeah. going to play him back to Brazil. So I do, I do not believe this excuse that he's lazy. Um, I who, guess who's this Wonderson guy that scored twice then? <laughs> Anyone? No? No idea. Um, I don't know if he was there before or not. I think he's been brought in, maybe. Um, I mean, Desmond had been scoring a little bit he's more. Five, five goals and not a Korean amongst them. Yeah. Wanderson gets two for Dejon and it's Orsic. And Ristic. I'm glad he doesn't play for Rayeka anymore, Orsic. <laughs> I wouldn't be fancying getting up against him on Thursday. Um, and then, yeah, two late goals from Ristic as well. But, but Dejon seem to do this a lot. They look as if they're going to win a game and then yeah. they just collapse at the end. They, they throw it away. I mean, I think that you, you have to question their, their training or their fitness. I mean, again, losing... Uh, two goals in the last 10 minutes but again a goal in the last minute they, when they lost 2-1 to, to Seoul they were like 1-0 up with like 10 minutes left lost two goals yeah. in 10 minutes again they're 2-1 they're, they're up with 10 minutes left against against uh, John Am lose 3-2 um, they gave nothing in the game against um, Incheon or the game against Sonam that I saw them in but they, they have been close in games That's it. Last week or the week before, they lost to Chumbuk, Chumbuk in the same situation. Last right? minute yeah. as well, yeah. So if you look at it and see if they could just keep focus or keep, maybe it's a fitness it's thing. It's either fitness or it's a, a mental thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like they don't really believe they're going to win the game and yeah. then they get more and more nervous as it gets towards the end yeah. and then they screw up. But I mean, it, it would be interesting to see if you took, if you if you finished the game exactly on 90 minutes. Like where their yeah. their their position. I, I mean, be. I can o- I can only think that coach is now preparing for next season in the challenge. There's no way he's going to. There's no way they're going to turn that round. They're like gone. Seventeen um, points. So yeah, around. he's got to be preparing for next season in the challenge. Fifteen if, points. If he's still there, if they don't yeah. bring somebody else in in the in the winter to replace him. What's so, the what's the record low point score for K League? Any idea? I don't know actually. We, could, we should we should check that out and find out for next week. Yeah, that, that's your job. You go and research that. I'm going to tweet it to you so you can do it. Yes. <laughs> so that brings us on then to the the only two games we've not talked about are your boys' games. I guess we'll look at Songnam. They were the the happy victors away at Incheon. They were happy victors. I mean, I've been a happy fan. Uh, standing for 90 minutes, may almost take two hours and. Ridiculous typhoon, monsoon, whatever it's called. It was fun uh, on Sunday, wasn't it? It was incredible. Um, I've got to that point where you think to yourself, there's no point putting a hat on, there's no point putting the, any form no of protection. No point putting my trousers back on. Yeah. <laughs> the, the shots are off, the boxes are off, I'm just going to stand here, a, a commando. Um, but it was, a, it was a great, I mean, it was a great game, but it was a great victory. Uh, Sonor have a fantastic record against Incheon. I cannot remember the last time they were actually beaten by Inchon. Um We kind of went there with quite a, a little bit of confidence. Quite, quite a little bit. Quite a little quite bit. Quite a little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, the boys were the boys were were very loud. Um, there was like only two thousand three hundred at the game. A good couple hundred of that was Songnam. Um, you couldn't hear the Inchon fans as this, the kind of Songnam boys were kind of pretty pretty loud for the whole game including a very annoying Adjushi on my left-hand side, if you're listening, uh, who couldn't get his Vesuvula... I'm sure he is. I'm sure they're all listening. He couldn't, he couldn't get his Vesuvula working. Uh, I don't think his wife... Vizuvula? I don't think his wife could get hard working either. <laughs> um, but anyway, whatever it's called. Uh, and he kept blowing up... 
for about 25 minutes until eventually some six foot two Scottish man put up his arse. <laughs> and <laughs> he stopped. Thank you, fine. It was uh, probably for me the, the, the highlight of the first half was when I had to run to the bar to get more beers. I was sure you were going to say toilet though. And sure. um, I asked the guy if he, could, like, if he could not decant all four beers I was buying. And he said, no, no, I have to, I have to. I was like, look, I have a bag. Just put two beers in the bag and put two in a, put two in a cup. And as he put two in a bag and two in a cup, there was an agency standing next to him going, whoa, you can't do that. Uh, and he called the security guard over. So the guy may have been fired. I do apologise <laughs> for that if you lost your job. Got an inch on guys, because of my drink problem. <laughs> but anyway. Um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was a fun day out. And <clears throat> so I think that's one of the key things in K-League bingo, right? Getting rained on in the unroofed away end at Inchon. Yes. So you got got a tick on there. I did, yes. One more step to sort of being able to call bingo. Okay. Had, had the same experience a couple of years ago. Got absolutely drenched as Sol got beaten 3-2 in the last minute. Well, at so. least we won, I guess, then, yeah? Yeah. Makes it more bearable if you win, right? Yeah, but definitely. What are the other, the, what are the other numbers of, for, for bingo? Uh, arguing with someone about decanting beer into a... Done. <laughs> okay. Fighting with a security guard. Done. Can you get the girl's number in the row behind you at the FA Cup final? Done. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else is there? Getting thrown out the ground. Ma- make, making, Done. Making the, the, bu- the bus back stop on the side of the road so you can take a pee. Damn, I'd rather be on the bus. Okay. Does public bus, does public transportation count? Because I've done that. You made the, sub- you made the subway stop once to take a pee. stop. <coughs> I think we should make the game for a, come the off-season we've got nothing to talk about, we should uh, make a proper sort of 20, mm. 20 segment bingo. K-League bingo. K- K- bingo. I think so, yeah. Stevie, you can send you your ideas in via email. <laughs> exactly. Surely we'll be Skyping with them every week. Of course. In his lunch break at work. So a fun day out at Inchon for Mark then. Paul, was it a fun day out at Sangam for you as well? Watching Seoul not win against Bohang? In a word, no. It was... I mean, the, the day started off quite well when Mark told me he wouldn't be coming. So I didn't have to worry about him creating a fuss or getting his massive anti-Che banner out. I wondered how you were going to end that sentence. <laughs> so that was like his massive anti. Okay, oh, Che Banner, okay. You often bring your massive anti to games, don't you? <laughs> I do, yeah. She's. She Manny Che. She Kelly. She comes a lot of games. <laughs> so, Paul, tell us what went wrong in the game. Everything. <laughs> Sold in the thing right for the whole 90. Well, for the whole 90 minutes, yeah. Um, Cha scored. Everyone's everyone's <coughs> favourite comedy char. Yeah, he even looked Korea's like most popular footballer. If, the thing is, the, the, what I found most interesting when I watched the highlights was he scored and he didn't fucking smile. So the only time he hasn't smiled in like his whole career, He's he a was robot. like, "Yeah, I scored, man. I'm Chadri." I was like, quite disappointed by that. What I thought was, he was what, going to what was he doing in, in, in the position where he was? He's a right back. Why was he on the sort of edge of the six yard box? Because no one else that's, that's so where he normally stands. <laughs> that's that's no where he stands to defend corners for you guys as well. <laughs> uh, for, for defending corners, he's recently been sta- standing on the other side of the six yard box, so the left hand side of it. It's like. So where is his best position on the bench? His best position, 
uh, on the bench. Yeah. On, the, on, the, on the marketing materials on Facebook. He's, he's quite an inspiring leader, I think, for the I think, yeah, yeah, I think I still stick by the fact he's a better captain than Cletus. Delby. <laughs> 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 But he's not. He, he he can't handle being playing as right back anymore. I mean, I mean, he, he could. never really could. I mean, you could watch him play for Celtic. <laughs> he's not. He's not <coughs> bombing down the wing right back. If you wanted to, he's, he's decent enough at tackling. I think. Mm, I think. So. I mean, he is a bombing down the wing right back. It's just the bombing back up the wing to stop. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Opposition scoring that he doesn't seem to bother with. I mean, yeah. the thing is that he he scored three goals when he was when he was with Celtic. From right back. Yeah. Two for Celtic, one for Wren. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was just the fact that European football's come round again. It started to give him the flashbacks. <laughs> I might get back in again. I might get back in the team again. But no, I mean, I was, I, I was very happy to see Chas score. I was, I was in my favourite uh, Galbi resident in Jongno at the time. Whenever I found out he'd scored, and I was more, very more insights into the life and times of Mark. Yeah, <laughs> I have a favourite Galbi resident in Jongno. Um, glory hall in the bathroom. But no, I, I, I was quite happy to hear he scored. Like Darren te- sent me a text, good friend of the podcast, Darren, the only person from Ireland that's still listening. And um, but then by the time I checked out, and neighbour, I was like three one. I was like, okay, this is not so good. And my baby was two one at that point. But yeah, I mean, I didn't go because it was just literally it was, too hot. It was boiling hot. We were standing in the stadium, just like sweating buckets. And yeah. When we had to, when we that, had to, does that explain why your defence just stood still for the entire 90 minutes then and let well, Pohang well, run right through them? Someone did actually say that to me. I said, what well, they said to me is, oh, it's way too hot for the players who played today. I said, well, it should be affecting both teams. Yeah, it, right? it should be the same conditions for both sides. But, I mean, um, I mean, I saw, I, saw the go- I saw the highlights, I saw the goals. The first one didn't look very clever at all from your defence. The first one, Chaudhary was out of position, so as Pohang bombed down their left well, wing... Chaudhary was in position for Chaduri. It just wasn't I think what we're gonna do, Paul, is that we're gonna just record you saying Chaduri was out of position and then we're gonna splice it in like, every single week. Yeah. And I'll just see if you're talking. And also the one where uh, Trey's tactics were all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and we could was actually like, just play back. And the one was like every Mark was really drunk on the subway. We can just splice him all out. Chong Jogok missed his shot. <laughs> but yeah, Chaduri was nowhere to be seen, so one of the centre backs had to go across and cover that. Um but the Puang left winger just—it was ridiculous. He did a really soft cross across. Cross. It was a good cross though. It was, but it was soft. There was, it was no power behind it. Was it was soft, yeah. but it was. Two like, sole defenders was... missed it. Kim Young Day missed it, and then the, the unmarked Puang striker at the far post just tapped it in. It was... Oh, that's not how I remember the goal. Um, the goal was it almost. Was really, it was really poor defending. The goal, no the goal was close to an on goal. Like the the sole defender was right on the Pohang defender, uh, the, the the Pohang striker, and I looked, no one knew who actually scored the goal because they, they both put their foot at the same time. So it came really close to an own goal. I I would I think it was poorly defended from the cross in, but the cross was into the perfect position. It may have been soft, it may have been slow, but I think the cross itself was difficult to defend in terms of the position of the cross. I mean, I think... But it wasn't whipped in, it was kind of no, passed across. I it. agree, I agree. And it should have been defended. It should have been cut, I mean, it should have been cut out, but... There were like three people that could have cut it out before. Yeah. But I think, I mean, it wasn't it. It was the kind of cross where, yes, it's, it's not whipped in, but it is in that danger area. And it's a kind of cross that you don't actually see a lot in the K-League. Usually crosses are behind players 
Oh, yeah, I think it was a decent ball in, but it was poor defending. I think you'd say the first yeah, one, yeah, bad defending. Bad. Second one for Pohang was actually a good goal. That was actually Did a good well. goal. Yeah, shot. Kim Young could probably get a hand to, to be honest as well. But it, 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 it was a great shot. And then the third one, the third absolute one was, joke. The third one's like one of the greatest goals of the season. The, um, I know it's soccer. We haven't actually put it down as a Kim Young the own goal. But it was a Kim Young day. Yeah, apparently since that yeah. Sim Dong Woon, there's no way. I mean, it was a, it was a definite. Yeah, I mean, Kim, yeah, day goal. Kim just threw it and he junged to, it. To describe, Kim junged it. Yeah. <laughs> to describe it, I mean, I presume Shim Dong Woon had had the ball on the edge of the 18-yard box, but also on the edge, like on the goal line, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there was a sole defender there, presumably the left back, and he sort of faked <laughs> it, went around him, and just belted it across the face of goal, and Kim Young Day just palmed it into the net. There's no way he could have scored from there if he was trying. No, it wasn't, it wasn't, he would have so seen like one inch of goal. It wasn't going in. So from where you were standing at Siam, at the, I guess it was the other end of the goal? Yeah, at the other yeah. end. Did you think at that point in time it was Kim Young-Dae had scored? I, it was an own goal? Or did you think it was a world-class bending banana shot or something along those lines? I thought it was a Kim Young-Dae error. Okay. okay. Yeah, it was pretty pretty blatant. I mean, Kim Young-Dae looked But just like, like I mean, he was trying to turn it. Because I, I, I couldn't tell exactly where the guy had taken the shot from. But it looked to me like Kim Young Dae got his palms sort and deflected okay. it in. So, I mean, on the on the highlights, it's pretty ridiculous. But again, it's symptomatic. symptomatic. But it, it kind of goes behind Kim Young Dae, right? So he turns around yeah. and palms it in. So. But it's it's the problem that we have with Korean goalkeepers, who would rather palm a ball behind for a corner, palm a ball over the bar. Well, even even Chaudhary's goal, right, was yeah, terrible, yeah, yeah, terrible, terrible goalkeeping error for that, wasn't yeah. it? Because one of maybe Chong Jukuk was it took a shot, and the Puan mm, goalie yeah, sort of palmed it. It was a it was a really weak palm as well. It was like God knows what he was thinking, yeah. and he just palmed it straight out to Chad Rui, belted it back into the yeah. net. Yeah, I mean, funnily enough, the Elan goal at the weekend was exactly the same. A shot at the Kyongnam keeper, shot it, palms we'll, it straight we'll, out. You can you can have your say in a minute when we get onto that. <laughs> but I think I mean it is like, watching the game like, against uh, Incheon on, on on Sunday. Like, no one tried to catch the ball. Both goalkeepers, every time the ball came in, they tried to do that whole fisting, palming, what do we call it, like, like out of the box or behind for a corner. Like, I, can, I mean, I can understand that on, the, on a Sunday when it's soaking wet and you're never going to... Catch the ball. The chances are you're going to drop it and screw it up. But on, on Saturday when it was bone dry and really hot, there was no real excuse. I still understand why, the, but, the, but it's all the time. I mean, this is not just like one weekend. Yeah. This is across the board. But they, it's they, not, they, they it's not just in career as well. No, no, I, I know, I know. I mean, but it's the modern yeah, day goalkeeper. As someone growing up in the 80s, I don't remember goalkeepers punching out that much. No, I, I mean, I think... Catching it. From what I've heard, the, the goalkeepers always say yes. that's... Hmm. Oh, when he was in his 30s. That's what I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> Were you a late football watcher? <laughs> From what I remember, the goal, goalies always say that apparently it's more effective to punch than it is to try and catch, because when you try and catch it, you're more likely to drop it. But I think what the Korean keepers need to do is but learn yeah, where it, to punch it out it's too, because yeah. they've got a horrible habit of punching it straight back towards a, an opposition they, they striker. They goal last week, Or in yeah. Kim Young Day's case, punching it straight into the back of your own net. If you can do a, a, a solid punch like out towards the sort of half really 30, yeah. 30 degrees out yeah. sort, of, sort of over the corner of the 18 yard box fine but they tend to do soft punches straight out to yeah. the guy that's they, lurking on the edge of the D yeah, or, they, yeah. it's all goal last weekend yeah okay so so I guess that sums up the classic alright so guys we talked about the guys who are leaving the K-League for money they're off to China they're off to the Middle East <laughs> they're off to Japan um, I guess that's in the red button content so you all have listened to that won't you 
So we can assume everybody who's listens is, is already up to date with that. But one guy who's actually disappeared, he's not gone to any of those places, is our good friend Adriano. Godriano. He's just fucked off to Brazil, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> fucked off. <laughs> um, I'm yeah. sure Paul will bleep that, but... Uh, I think this was a very... To be honest, it's a pain in the arse. This, this one's a very interesting one for me. But it's a ridiculous one for me. I mean, so, people are saying that the new coach came in, uh, he found Adriano to be lazy, and so he sent him back to Brazil, because he was too lazy. Okay, fine, fair enough. That's all believable, and that really is a kind of believable story. Apart from the fact that the new coach made Adriano his captain just three games ago. Apart from the fact that Dejan looked much better every time he came on as a yeah. substitute. Adriano was then sent off for elbowing uh, an Inchon player, I can't remember his name, at the Inchon game, and got a straight too much ban, and has now been sent back to Brazil. But it's quite is, weird. Is he, has he been sent back or has he stormed off? I'm not quite sure. Uh, I thought that's I, from, right, what, I, from what I've heard, he's, he's just gone back to Brazil. He's I done, think from what I've heard, he's done a midnight, midnight run, to be honest. Yeah. I don't believe... I think what's happening is, I think Dejan themselves are trying to cover themselves in some kind of... of trying to hide what happened. I don't believe for one minute Adriano was sent home purely because he but, was just made captain two weeks ago. I mean, I'm, 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 getting, I'm getting the information from our pal, our pal Evergreen on the forum who's a... The, the podcast Dejon supporter but from what from what I can I mean you go back to the winter he was the star man yes and everybody everybody who's supporting Dejon were hoping beyond hope that they would keep a hold of him yes um, he was apparently wanted by Chinese teams by Japanese teams mm. but he signed a new contract at Dejon he was their star man their top scorer their, their coach Cho gets sacked. The new guy comes in. Who was the assistant before? Right? Yeah, so but apparently, apparently he just didn't like him from day one. It, um, but he made him captain. But well, he did. Yeah, he kept there's picking no, him. Like, there's no denying he made, he made him, him captain. captain. But so I don't know. Again, make... I don't know again if that was a kind of a last gasp. Well, you're you're being a complete dick, but I'll make you captain in the hope that it'll turn your behaviour around. But apparently he's been missing missing training sessions, um, and I, and he's been dropped. I mean, he's not injured, he's mm. not suspended. He's been dropped for the last couple of games. But he's what we're hearing, he's disappeared back to Brazil. That's that's a ridiculous turnaround. In okay, no, what? Not even six months. I agree. Four months. But, I mean, having watched Dejan like three times this season if you were Adriano would you really train <laughs> anymore like you're the only guy who's I actually mean, doing anything I mean that's kind of the thing I, I mean given is it a temperament issue of I mean I can tell it, it must be really frustrating for him to just be so clearly the best player on the pitch mm. and just think I'm getting no support I'm getting no help from anyone around me why should I even bother yeah we're getting relegated I'm so much better than the rest of my teammates. I can I'm go just, home. I'm just giving up. Yeah, I can go home. I can get hard. But at the end of the day, I mean, we said with with Komen Jin, if you start missing training, the manager has to leave you out. There has to be consequences, right? Yeah. So I guess Desu's manager is stronger 
than Che Young Soon. But, uh, but I mean, I guess, I guess he's stronger in that, but... I mean, it's, uh, you've, got to, you've got to question the man management of guys. Like, how does he go from complete club legend. hero, best player, legend, to just doing a midnight run to Brazil in four months? That's, that's not good man management. Yeah. Something's obviously going wrong there. I mean, it could just be he's such a poor side that he just doesn't want to be there anymore. But surely, even from his point of view, we kind of persuade him and say, well, look, keep putting your performances in and we'll try and sell you. Yeah. We'll try I mean, and sell you in the... In the thing the, is, like, in, I mean, do they, do they own his contract or is he on loan? I mean, it's one of those, like, dodgy ones, like... I mean, well, no, because he signed a new contract, so he's definitely a Dijon player. He so how, a new can he, how can he go back to... to well, I, th- I guess he's... T- I, guess he, I mean, either the manager said, I don't want you anymore, or he's just said, I'm off, good luck. But you have a contract, I mean, it's like, yeah. surely... But we'll never know, right? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. You, you never know these things. But again, it's, it's going to be impossible now for Dijon to sell him. Yeah, but I guess while, you'll see him. While he's in exile. Yeah, I mean, I guess you'll see him at uh, John Am or John Book or Suwon in about four years' time, probably, yeah? Well, I guess that's a weird thing. I mean, I guess in the, if, in the winter he would probably have been a two, three million dollar player. Mm. And now Dijon are probably going to just be happy to get rid of him because he's probably on such a big salary. Yeah, they're going to be happy just to move him on and say, "Well, whatever. If you take a, take the rest of his contract, we're happy to move him on." Especially after Wonderson, you've, you've got to worry about what's going on with with some of the K League managers when that is a some? situation that arises. Some, <laughs> all, I think, a whole thing. Yeah, all, but yeah. I mean, that's another thing I want to come on to is the whole state of K League management. That sounds like a red button thing for next week. <laughs> <laughs> but the Busan manager's been that's, sacked. That's the main podcast for next week. The Busan manager's been sacked. Hmm. And again, they've appointed his, his assistant. That seems to be... St- well, that's standard across the world, though. I mean, that's normal. Well, it's, it's not, it's not is, standard is across the world. A, is it a stopgap or is it a, a permanent? No, apparently they've appointed... I mean, you look at, you look at all the people who've been sacked in the K-League so far. Um, Dejan sacked their manager, appointed the assistant. Because Anyang sacked their manager, appointed the assistant. Busan sacked the manager, appointed the assistant. It's a, I mean, what's going on with, with K-League management? That, that there's nobody as a candidate for these jobs apart from no, this, no. the guy who's already there. Yeah, yeah but if you, look at, if you look back like to England, right? This week, Leicester have appointed Claudio Ranieri and Gary Lineker has come out on oh, Twitter, and, Twitter and said, do we have to keep appointing the same old guys? Is there no one new out there? And even in, I'm going to say the UK, when the guy gets fired, normally they appoint the assistant as the temporary... Usually as a caretaker, yeah. Yeah, they appoint the assistant as a caretaker, they find a permanent manager, and then the whole backroom squad gets cleared yeah, out yeah. while they bring his, he brings in his new guys, right? I don't think that happens in Korea, does it? It because doesn't seem to. It seems e- like Even if they bring in a new guy, the, the assistant coaches generally keep yeah, their jobs. The, the team... I think the only exception is if it's if it's a foreign coach who's got foreign assistants, yeah, foreign yeah. coaches, they will go with them. You'd expect if Rennie gets fired, then Brian Irvin and Brian, well, Brian will... Irvin's already gone. So has he? <laughs> yeah, well, he was only here on holidays. What? <laughs> what? I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, he was he was only here for a, a short term. Come and have a look and see if you like it, kind of thing. He didn't um, like it. Well, I think he, I think he may come back again in the future. But basically, that night out with you. He didn't have a contract. I think was, he didn't have a contract. That night out with you just put him off forever. <laughs> Quite possibly, yeah. Uh, I've still got his number. <laughs> I'm, I'm stunned. I'm still podcasting the night. 
<laughs> you, you're going to go back to Scotland and like, takes the Brian, I'm back in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a beer in the in the local. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll be in the, the Daily Record court, court pages. <laughs> Stalking, Stalking Brian Irvin. Brian Irvin's requested a... Yeah, but, but I mean, the, the thing in the UK is normally, it's like, if, if the assistant does get appointed, it's for two or three weeks. They bring somebody new in, as you say, they clear out the backroom staff. But, but even if it doesn't happen, I don't know why it doesn't happen in Korea, but my theory is there's nobody, there's nobody else. Yeah, so I think. I mean, I would say there's a real crisis in Korean coaching because there's nobody, even the, the young guys they bring in to try, fail at clubs. But and there's nobody else to, to replace yeah, them. Yeah. Even if you look at Cheong Su, right? He was an assistant coach under Ginesh, which was what, 2007, 2008, basically straight after he retired. And he was an assistant coach under Vingada. And then they brought in the new guy, Huang Bo Guan. He was there for like 10, 10 games. And then Che was appointed from the, un, the assistant coaching position into the. Yeah. And he's, so he's been as. I mean, uh, I can remember the old days at Liverpool when it was a boot room. And you, you got promoted out of the, mm. the pool of talent, but yeah. I think the problem in Korea is there's no pool of talent. It's just promoting the next guy who's going to get sacked in a year. I disagree with that. I mean, I think I think Ji Young Soo was. Would. I would, of course. <laughs> I think Ji Young Soo was a pretty good player. I think he was he was reasonably okay. He wasn't shy. He was pretty good. Uh, I think but, Ji Young Soo. Good, good player doesn't mean good coach. But you know that. I mean, obviously uh, Martin Rennie. Has never asked to play football. Fantastic coach. Uh, Ali McCoy, good player. Alan good Shearer. Player. <laughs> Alan Shearer. Oh, McCoy's a great player. Terrible coach. Neil Lennon. Pish, pish. Uh, <laughs> he was good in championship manager, Neil Lennon. <laughs> Only played against him. Um, but I think. Uh, I think. Um, you don't think. Do you? <laughs> What's the thing? You're disagreeing with me about there being no pool of talent. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think there's. I agree with you for fucking fuck. You get more talent in Ito and Bar on a Saturday night than you would in. Well, that's my joke then. <laughs> but I think. Uh, I'm drunk, guys. Uh, I think. Uh, I, I had to be all. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm actually enjoying this now. We're so fucking steaming that it's just. <laughs> He's turning into I've a gremlin. I've missed my plane a, back to Korea, I'll be there in two days. He's turning into a gremlin. <laughs> 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 Have you got him wet, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. I'm wearing a fucking Diablo and a subway next to me. Still recording, by the way. Do you want me to go and drill a hole in the toilet? Fuck, where are we, man? Um, oh, talent in Korea, you disagree with me. I've lost it, I'm fucking you think, there, you think there's managerial talent in Korea? Tell me who they are. I think it depends on what you mean by managerial talent. I mean, managers are good no at their job and can win games. No, no, there's I no think Karen I mean, Braid to begin with, right? I mean, like, I think it depends if you mean, I mean, the young guys coming through, or if you mean like established people who have come back. I mean, I think if you look at if you look at the guys who are doing well in Korea, it's, it's the, the old guys. guard. It's the old yes. guard. It's it's Che. And it's it's Kim. Book, It's Kim. It's Songnam. Those guys, they've got a lot of experience, they've been there before, they know it, they've done it. But the young guys who are coming through, there's nobody there who's really achieved something. You say, he's the next 
John Book manager, he's the next. Yeah, and that's the, thing, that's the problem. I think that's the problem. They don't have a, don't have a, it's just like, well, mm-hmm. right, Ulsan for two years and then you're going to get sacked. Ulsan for well, two the years. The guy, that, the guy that almost took Ulsan to the championship and he was, did he, did he sack or did he leave? Was he sacked or did he leave? I, I'm not sure about that. I think he quit. I think he, he quit. quit. He's, yeah. he's out of the game, presumably, not yeah. doing anything. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of managers who come in and disappear from the game. I mean, the one guy who's the elephant in the room is. Hong Yong Bo, I don't know why he's not in management. I he, he's the one. Shite. No, but he's the one. He's the one person I would think has the has the. He's got the international experience. He's oh, got the ability. But he's got he's got a bit of potential there. That you think he could develop into a good coach, and I don't know why somebody doesn't give him a chance. But but maybe he doesn't want to. I mean, Hong Yong Bo is probably not going to take the Chungju job. To, but to, if, to if you want to look at like that, where, where like the rest of the players from that squad, right? Why aren't why aren't they moving to management? Like your Eel Youngs, your Anjong Hans. Uh, yeah, that's the weird thing. It's like Anjong Wan would rather do TV commentary, but yeah. that's the same in the UK as well. There's a lot of I guys. mean, Anjong Wan has got a moustache. I mean, each Chan Su's not going to be a great. I think he's got the same moustache scheme as uh, as Ken Su, but he's got a moustache. He's now doing gag concert. Um, I mean, the the one guy you would think. Pachi Sung should be coming back to Korea to do something. He must be back in, in Korea. In terms of coaching he's, he's got his and managing. Own. I think, uh, okay, I think, I mean, first of all, there's two things to say there. First of all, Pachi Sung cannot come back to Korea because he actually never played in Korea in the first place. Um, so I think Pachi Sung coming back to Korea has always been this idea, this, this, this dream. But he actually never had to play in Korea in the first place. No, but he was, he, he's from Korea, he was born yeah, in Korea. That, that's the kind of like me saying, I can go back to Scotland and manage. He's like, I've never actually played in Scotland. Um, I think he must Patrick be living Sun, in Korea at the moment, though, right? You, you, you no, Patrick Sung is actually currently uh, third coach at Man United. Uh, Patrick Sung has no intention of coming back yeah, at all whatsoever. He's, to, he's actually to, living in Manchester at the minute? Surely not. He's third level coach at Man United. But yeah. no, I think it's a good point because I think a lot of the guys, a lot of the guys who are Korean players who go abroad, you would think they would be the guys who would potentially come back you would and hope. be the no, next. Thank you gen- hope. Well, they, they hope they would come back and be the next generation coaches, but I don't think they will. I think really? that I think I think once they leave, they think they've made it out of Korea and they're going to stay out. So the guys who've gone to Germany, the guys who've gone to the UK, yeah. yeah. When they get to the end of their careers, when they get to be 35, they're going to be, I don't want to go back to Korea and coach. Yeah, but what's his okay. face? Dragons. What, what's his face came back, right? Um, Park Chiyong. Uh, Yong Pyo, but he's Yong not coaching. Pyo. He's not coaching, but he's come back, at the end of his career, he's come back to Korea, right? Yeah. But the, the guys who do come back, okay. like Lee Yong Pyo, I think is doing some kind of kids training. But I think we can take a step back here, guys. Guys, I think we can take like, let's take a generational step back. Park Chiyong's got a, a uh, yeah, but I think, I think they tend. You, you never know how much they're involved. I think when they come back, they tend to play more on their celebrity rather than their yeah. footballing experience. Yes. They're not coming back to be the next coach of FC Seoul or the next coach of yeah. Seoul. I think right? if they get a generous gap back, I think if they get a generous step back, I think guys like Song Hyo Min, guys like Kee Seng Yong, Kuta Cho, they're not going to come back and manage Korean teams. Well, Song's another when guy they, that's not played in Korea very much, right? But when they finish, just as Park Ji Song. They're going to go and join their old clubs, or they're going to join other clubs. Patrick Sung is not going to come back to Suwon or to Seoul 
and Manny's as a coach at FC Seoul or Suwon. Regardless of his party song Suwon FC Academy, he doesn't give a shit about, about Korea. He doesn't care. He never played in Korea. He, never made, he made his money on Korean fans. He has no interest in coming back here and managing or promoting Korean football because he never played in Korean football. Pakistan could go back to Dutch football because that's where he came from. He's never going to go back to Korean football and promote it. So now, he, ha he has. I think I, I think that's slightly harsh in the fact that if Park Ji-sung tried to get a job at Ajax, he would never get appointed. If Park Ji-sung tried to get a job at PSV, he'd never get appointed. If Park Ji-sung came back to Suwon and said, I want to manage you, he's got a good chance of getting appointed. But that's not what Park Ji-sung wants. Park Ji-sung believes... Think that, I think that's true. I think that's, I mean, but I think that's the problem is, in terms of Korean coaching, the best players are leaving the country. The, the, and the, the, the coaching pool that's left, you've got a handful of old guys who are coming to the end of their careers, and you don't seem to have anything coming up. I mean, the, yeah. even the, the, the guys who have come out of the international team, like So Jong Won, are not great coaches. Like, the like, international team is not... I can't see the international team having a Korean coach in perpetuity. Yeah. The, it, I mean, it's getting to be like an African nation where it's always a foreign coach because the think, local guys are just not good enough. I think, Steve, I think we're in a situation now where we're, 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 almost, we're almost at begging point to ask Chapam Gung to come and manage a K-League team. That's where, that's where we're almost at. But, but we're again, almost even, at begging even Chai is like, what, what is he now, 55, 60? Yeah, but that, that's, where, that's where we're at. There's no, one, there's no one new coming through. The guy who managed the uh, Songnam, oh, I'll never remember his name. They just Shin left. Shin yeah. yeah, he is like the best young coach to come through Korea. Him and Chi Young Soo, my first man, were the two best. What the, the two best young coaches? But, no, but, but that, that that right there is a problem. Shin Tae Young got. Shin Tae Young and Chi Young Soo. If Chi Young Soo is the best, then yeah, exactly. no, Shin Tae Young, Chi Young Soo. Are the two best young coaches to come out of Korea? That's why I'm saying right now, Hwang Sung Hong, the Puang guy. I don't, I don't, I, I mean, look at Puang's performance as he took over. He's, he's been average. He's been, he won the league. He won the league the first time, but I, I mean, now I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put Puang in charge of the national team and expect anything but, good. But if you had the choice between Huang and Che, who would you choose? Hmm. If I had, the, if, if, if I had the chance, the choice between Huang and Hong Min Bo. I'd probably go for Hong Kong. No, Huang and Che. Paul, uh, uh, if I had the choice, Che's just a bad manager. Yeah, but Mark just, Mark just come out and said he's one of the best two young coaches in in Korea. Because there's no one else. Would you choose Huang or Che? Huang. Paul, so why isn't Huang in your list of the best young? Paul, if, if I could choose between Che Young Soo and my telephone, I would choose my telephone to manage FC Seoul. Yeah, that, that's but, fine. But again, it, it doesn't matter who you say. Like Shin Tae Young. Huang, Che, they're all very mediocre coaches. So but father, so they're all they're through. all very mediocre coaches. They've all been appointed because of their history as players, yeah. what they've achieved in the game, and you can't blame them for giving them a chance because there's no other options. But but seriously, it's like I think there's a, a huge crisis in Korean coaching because in five years, in ten years, the experienced guys are going to be gone. Mm. And all you're going to have left is the guys who 
seem to be absolutely clueless. Yeah, Lee Chong Young's, the Key Song Young's will be coming back and looking. But, but I don't think they will. I mean, would you put Lee Chong Soo in charge of a team? No, because he's a psycho. Exactly. So who's who's going to be the next generation of coaches? Who are the guys who are coming up? Because it seems mm. like every young guy who gets appointed is a failure within twelve months. Mm. He might get two or three years to actually coach the team because they're slow to sack here. So yeah. is it more about but, the I mean, coaching? I mean, I think part so of the coaching badges then. Maybe the coaching badges. I don't know what it is, but it seems like they're slow. They're slow to sack people here, but it doesn't mean the guys are any better. Mm. It just means they'll give them two years, mm. three years. And then say, uh, you're really not any good. So in some ways it's worse because they're not churning through the potential candidates mm, to find the yeah, good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So guys, I think we could argue about this all night. And if we had another voice here, we'd probably argue into the next day as well. Um, I think what we should do is maybe talk about this another time. Let's do, because there's nothing... Talk, to talk about it in winter and we've got nothing to talk about. Well, it's, it's a close season, so we'll probably be looking for topics to talk about next week. So we can maybe bring it up again. Or, or when someone, week or the week after, or when someone asks us a question on Twitter, exactly. Specifically, if somebody would like to tweet us at <laughs> kleague underscore podcast, exactly. dot com, dot com. <laughs> no, dot as com. a man who doesn't use Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> or or forty eight shades of football at gmail dot com, <laughs> or. Our Facebook group, which is 48 Shades of Football. So I guess the only really decent Korean manager then is Che Gang Yi. And that brings us on to the All-Star game where he's picked his best 11 players. Minus the guys you couldn't pick. Because minus the guys who've because, left. Yeah, <laughs> minus the guys he wanted to pick but have since been transferred. And minus the guys that Stielica picked first. Because I presume Stielica's got first choice. First dibs. I don't know if he did or he didn't. I wouldn't give him it to him. But, but anyway, yeah. Uh, I think I think the one thing I noticed about the All Star team is there's no stars in it mm. because last time we checked on the the voting situation, the top strikers were Edu. Well, Ed, Edu was in the team and he left. Jong Dae was in the team. He left and he left. And the the, the person who got the most votes was Chaduri, who's just shy. just come back from injury. Which I think sums up the whole thing we're talking about. Koreans don't like football. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> If you vote Chadri, even though he wasn't even playing, you vote Chadri the best player in the league. I think Koreans like names. Exactly. They like names. They like people they've seen on TV. Who's the best player they in the like league personalities. then? Who would you say the best player in the league? Kim Do-hyun. There's no doubt. Kim Do-hyun? Kim Do-hyun. There's no doubt. Is he in the All-Star team? Nope. I don't think so. Kim Do-hyun is the best Thanks player. Thanks to you, surely. He's got the best moustache in the league. <laughs> I mean, with a, with a shadow of a doubt. Or you didn't bet Garam. <laughs> Just because I slagged them off on week I one. <laughs> I will jump this table in a minute. No, I think uh, Kim Do Young's the best player in the league. Uh, why? Why? He's the pivotal of everything that um, Sonam does. He's does he like, take their penalties? Or does he just earn them? He takes the penalties. He, he uh, falls down he and wins the them. penalties. He can tend to earn a penalty once or twice in his life. Uh, I think he's like he's involved in everything. I mean, he's maybe not the best player. I mean, they, from what I've seen, he's probably. <laughs> I just asked you, who's, who's the, the best, best player in the K League? He's maybe let not the finish, best. Let me finish. From what you I've said, seen, he's not probably not the best player in the K League. So who is? Let him finish. I said he's maybe not the best player, but from what I've seen, it's a tough. Uh, it's between him. 
keep digging a hole. Five minutes, boys. <laughs> he's like, he's gonna get it. Decked. So, guys, just so you know that next week there will only be two members of the pet cat. The, <laughs> <laughs> the Pete Beetle Cast. <laughs> <laughs> As Paul was still in hospital, recovering from his injuries. With my jaw wired shut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he might not be the best player. Wait, wait, wait. What did I ask you? <laughs> well, I think in terms of the best player, it's quite, it's quite a complex question, I think. Uh, I think... Um, no, it's Jumin Q. In the K-League Classic. Classic, classic. No, in the K-League. Jumin Q's in the All-Star we say, team. We say classic, we say classic. I think uh, Kim De Hyung probably is the best player in the Classic, I think. But in terms of what he gives, in terms of his leadership, in terms of ratings, he might not be the best. But in terms of contribution, as Paul said, uh, Steve said, thank you, guys. You all said the same to me. Um, he has uh, English people. Uh, yeah, <laughs> his contribution. He is by far the, I think, in my opinion, the most important player in any team in uh, so the K League. So if you were Trey Garnier, picking your best players, like your All Star team for the K League, you. You'd have him down as your first choice? No. <laughs> yes! Yes, of course! Of course! I said that on purpose for you to react to what you did. He didn't, of course make it. It. he didn't make it in the side, but Wang, Wang Yijo did. Yes. I was quite, I was quite, actually. I mean, only because Chong Tse or Edu didn't make it in, but Wang Yijo. It was quite strange that uh, Kim Do Hyun didn't make it. I mean, he has been undoubtedly. For Wait, me. Let me get it straight. Edu left. Jong Tae Se left. Yes. Pak Jung still not in it. Yes. Yes. Bugger. So same question back to you then, Paul. What, who's who's the player you think should be in the All Star team? Maybe the one that's not there. I don't know who's there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm definitely sure that Chowdhury should not be there. I, I can't believe he's the best right back in the K League. Well, he was he was the popular vote, but again. I, but I this, keep saying this, it, this is, this Koreans, Koreans don't care about football. Any country that would vote Chad Rui the best player in the league, yeah. I, it's I all about that. name recognition. It's nothing to do with his ability. He's a terrible right-back, a terrible defender. He wasn't even the best right-back at Seoul last year or this year, but he's he's the most high-profile name, so therefore people are... The only thing I'm surprised is Park Ji Young's not in there. Uh, I, guess I, I think that's that, possibly that, that, because that, there's such a backlash... From his poor performance at the World Cup, uh, quite possibly. But yeah. I mean, a lot of the Koreans have turned off Park Young now. Basically, but again, it's all about popularity rather than actually being stars. But basically, on our, on our yeah, basically on our theory of that name is more important than ability, Park Young should be there, right? Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think I think it's purely because a lot of people don't like Park Young now. Yeah. I, Even when I suggested he would be a good signing for Seoul Eland. Pretty much all the fans were like, no, we hate him, he's an idiot. Mm. Um, who would I pick? Uh, that's, a, that's a difficult question, because... I mean, for me, my, my thing about the All-Star team is, there's no stars in those teams. There's no... Well, who's the biggest star? And there, there probably aren't stars. Maybe the sad thing is, there aren't really... I mean, Adriano is probably the star you don't who can't get picked. You don't gook? Well, I think you don't gook is in the in the squad. Yeah, he's a star. Surely. Yeah. But who who would? I mean, Chong Tae Se. When I looked at elevens, I'm like, there's not who? a lot of stars. In okay, but the the original pick, Chong Tae Se, Edu. They were is, stars. Is it not like no? I mean, is there is there is there a bigger name in Korea than Chong Tae Se? 
Was there a bigger name than Tony Say? No. Anybody who plays for Man United or Chelsea or Liverpool. In Korea, in Korea. I know, I know, in I know. Korea. But that, 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 that's kind of what I'm saying is, I think the sad thing about the, the K-League now is there's, there's no real names. Well, but isn't that... There's the nobody same. that's going to get the neutral excited because you pick Edu, nobody knows who Edu is. Yeah, but isn't that the point, right? That's why they switched from Sangam last year to Ansan this year for the match, right? Because the All-Star game is not catching the public's attention. Mm. Like, yeah. And also the lesson they should learn is they should do the All-Star game, not in the middle of the season, but before the summer transfer window opens, right? Because some of the guys that, who were destined to be in the team are not going to be in the team because yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they yeah. fucked off to I mean, I guess they just do the All-Star game now because it's the break. But they've picked what? You assume that each manager get 11 players are picked by public vote and then the squad players are picked by the manager's choice, right? Mm. I think so, yeah. yeah. So who would you say... I mean, I've not seen the team at all since a month ago when the voting started. Who's the biggest name in each team, do you think, Stevie? I mean, in terms of name, I guess Chadery is the biggest name. He's not the best player, he's the biggest name. Who, what about in the and Stil- then Stil- I think Idonguk is in the other team. No, I disagree. Well. Idonguk's in the Stilika team? I think he is. I think, I, I think, no, I think Chadery's in the Stilika team. For me, for me, the biggest name and Idong Guk is in the Chegang team. team. I which think makes sense, for, but for me, I think for me, the biggest name is uh, the fact that Stilicker chose Wang Yijo. Uh, it's not a big decision. It's not a, a strange decision. But I think for me, it kind of sounds like and maybe for the future, his ideas like. If Huang Yijou can do well in the All-Star game, he'll get the he says in how old Cup. Is, how old is Huang Yijou? He's like 22. Yeah, he's a young guy. Um, I mean, so his, his goal against Seoul the other week was very well taken, very I, un-Korean. I, I mean, I'm kind of getting the impression that this All-Star game has a little bit been hijacked by Stelika trying to try out a few guys for yeah, the East yeah. Asian Championship. But he's, he's got Jumei Q in there, he's got Wang Yijou in there. But Jumei in a squad of, He's picked yeah. a squad of 50 for the East Asian uh, initial squad I mean, Jumei Q's in chase team, Jumei Q's in chase team, but I think, he's, I, think, I think he's had influence in there to say... Yeah, so know, that's what I think. Give these, guy, give these guys in so I can have a look at them. That's what I'm saying. So I think the biggest name in, in, in Uli's team is, is Wang, Wang Yijou. I think it may be the beginning of Wang Yijou's potential in a national career or it could be the end of it. Is Jumingu the only K two player in the in No Jong in there Hub's as well. well. He's, he's, in, he's in Stelica's team. Yeah. yeah Stelica would never sense. never yeah. leave him out. Yeah, that's the thing, he's like he's his favourite boy, yeah. That's why I'm hoping that Wangy Joe gets a chance. Well Wangy Wangy Joe's in the starting eleven for it. I mean Wangy Joe's like he But the the All Star game's like a Real friend, no, no, like the referees. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the weird the thing. Referees is the old, and linesmen are all K League managers. Yeah. So the All Star game used to be a bit of fun. Yeah. This year it, it seems like Steelers kind of co-opted it as to be a serious game because mm. he said he wanted to look at. Yeah, the, the, he said he wanted to look at Quan the Chongbuk goalie as well. Yeah. To see if he's good enough to play for uh, the national team. So, well, we'll know everything this Friday, right? I guess we'll know everything this Friday, but... Which we're going to, yeah, all three of us are going this Friday. We're going to do a live podcast from there, aren't we? Yep, definitely, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can we talk Kaylee Challenge now? So you guys have neglected the challenge so far, but I guess we have to cover it, because... 
we've got to cover it, and it's really important. Yes. Um, so we'll, we'll give it we'll give it a couple of minutes. Um, nah, what, let's what? not bother. I'm not sure our listeners care, but for completeness' sake. For completeness' sake. Eland. Eland. The Goyang game was really poor. That was the midweek game last Wednesday. It was absolutely, it was dreadful. But you got the three points. We got the three points, but it was absolutely dreadful. It was the worst performance I've seen them put in for a long time. Back to the days of drawing nil-nil with Butch on. Okay. Um, we were lucky to get a penalty. We got a penalty, a stupid handball. I guess it was a handball. It was hard to see from where I was sitting, but everybody shouted. So I guess it was a handball. Um, Tarabai has got, I think, a hundred percent record from the penalty spot. Mm, I think he has, yeah. I think yeah. he's he's got like five or six penalties this year. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. scored one goal that's not a penalty, mm-hmm. um, which is why he posts pictures of himself in his pants on Instagram. With <laughs> <laughs> the penalty pants, the penalty pants. Yeah, so he's like, I'm a, I'm a superstar because I can score penalties. Penalty pants, peepee. Is that what that's not? Is that a different kind of peepee? But, but literally it was nothing happened until we got a penalty and then in the last 10 minutes everybody wanted to have a shot because we were winning and then Jumin Q, 90th minute popped up again, fired one in as always, as he always does okay. but it was a really, really poor game didn't deserve to win 2-0 did the army do? the army? <laughs> did the army do? the armadillos, I don't know yet. <laughs> fuck you <laughs> How did the army do? Were they playing or were they? No, that was the army's week off. Okay. Elam got the win against Koyang. Elam got the win. It was a lucky win. Bit, bit fluky. We got it. Yeah. Uh, other points of interest. How did Austin Berry and Almir do? Well, the Anyang in the midweek they got a draw again, but I think Almir did score a goal. It was a, a momentous occasion. Almir got his first ever goal for Buchan. He must have found the right colour of boots eventually. If he just kept changing them and changing them and changing them. Was that tapping? Were they bright I've pink? no idea, I didn't see it. <laughs> and uh, was Austin Berry playing? Because the, the opposition was Anyang. The opposition Austin, was Austin Berry was playing, yes. He wasn't, he wasn't rested this week. So he was marking Almir and... Yeah, he's, he's uh, soiled himself in that regard. Austin. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Time to book a flight back to wherever you came from. LA. So Anyang drew with Puchon. Yeah, so j- just to summarise the rest of the games. In the, in the non Perian dar- derby. So that's two of the midweek matches covered. How did your biggest rivals, Tegu, get on? In the midweek game, Tegu, they got a win away from home, 1 0. Against? Against Kyongnam. So that cemented their second spot. Indeed. We've already covered that Sangju weren't playing. Yes. Uh, the team immediately below you, Suwon, how did they get on? That was a bit of a surprise. They lost 1-0 to Ansan. So they basically <laughs> dropped points on you guys. Which leaves the bottom of the table clash between Kangwon and Chungju. Indeed. Indeed it does, my man. <laughs> which meant that Chungju climbed from 10th to 9th by beating Kangwon. Alright, Stevie. So I, re- I remember in last week's podcast, you said that you weren't confident in predicting the weekend's game because you weren't sure how the midweek game was going to turn out. Yep. And you said basically if they lose midweek, the weekend could turn out anyway. If they win midweek, then they'd probably be okay for the weekend. Yeah. So so they won midweek. 
How did the weekend turn out? Didn't work out that way, did it? Didn't work out that way. Mm-hmm. I think the I think the rain the rain made a big difference. It was crazy conditions. It was what was the score, Paul? It was it was one one and to be honest, we scored after about four minutes, I think. Mm. Um again the, the keeper came out and just palmed the ball straight out okay. to the edge of the box and Kim Young Goon finished it. Ah Kim Young Goon as well. Yes. Um the guy you were talking about on Facebook earlier on. Yes, yes. indeed. Okay. Um and honestly the the Kyongnam goal came about a minute later and I didn't see it. I was we were still celebrating mm. our goal. Okay. And <clears throat> I saw that I saw the highlights uh, on Facebook and the guy just walked through a defence and fired the ball in. Um and I think I think the whole team was just still sleeping for having <coughs> scored a goal. The players were still yeah. sort of celebrating as well, so, were they? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah it, was, it, was, it was honestly just pure the team were distracted, they weren't concentrating, somebody ran up the field and scored a goal okay. straight after we scored it. And then after that, the rain just took over. So I saw you on either on Facebook or Twitter talking about how Kim Kim Young had been kind of disappointing. Yeah, he up until this point, he'd had a, he'd had a start. No, he had a, he had a kind of okay start, and then he was dropped for a while. Yeah, now and he's he came back, back and he was absolutely fantastic. He scored a lot of goals. He put in a lot of good crosses, and then for a while he just he hadn't done anything. He'd been anonymous. So at that point, did you think he was back again when he scored that that, that opening goal? Yeah, I, th- I thought as I always do with players when I criticise them that they come back to form. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> As we always say, you must be listening to the podcast, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. You must be at least watching so, my tweets. But I mean, it was, it was good enough. But I think, to be honest, on on Sunday it was so crazy the conditions that uh, it, the whole thing was a lottery. Was was the pitch draining? Okay, it's not like the the video we well, saw. A month well, ago. Well, no, it was hard to tell from the stands, but it looked like there was a lot of water sitting on the pitch. Um, yeah. And to be honest, Kim Young Kwang, the keeper, had to pull out. At least ten good stops. Really? Yeah, because I mean, both teams were just firing the ball in from range. Okay, so is that is that ten good stops from a point of view like uh, as in, um, Jungnam had ten attacks. As well, no, he, was, he was man of the match, Kim Young Goon. No, Kim Young. So Kwan. how many stops did the Jungnam keeper pull out? Because uh, uh, we, we say like. No, I mean, probably, probably affect, half a dozen. But. Conditions affect both teams equally, right? So, yeah. do you think do you think the Kyungnam were the better team, or do you think Kyungnam were the better? No, team? I don't. Do I don't think I don't think Kyungnam were the better <laughs> team, but I think Kyungnam probably had more shots on goal at okay. the, the end of the day. Um, so, were you fortuitous to get the point, or were you deserved? I, I don't. I, I mean, Kim Young Kwang was the measure of anything that was fired at him. Okay. But he had okay. to he had to pull out his his best stuff to do it. I mean, um, he is a I, I mean, honestly, my, my view of the game, if Kyungnam hadn't equalised right a there. minute after we scored, yeah. they would never, they have, would never have scored. Okay. Okay. But we were, we were equally lucky to have scored in the fourth minute as well, so probably a draw was a fair were, result were there East, at the end of the day. Were East Europeans playing? Um, Milos wasn't playing, no. Um, the Brazilian guy Frank came on as a second half substitute. He's got a fantastic rhyming slang name, Frank. To shout abuse at Plank? Yes. Tank? Something like that. Tank? Blank? He never scored. So he's blank. He looked yeah. decent actually, but he didn't look fantastic, but he looked decent. So I guess the question has to be 
do you think, are you still confident that you can achieve, maybe not automatic promotion, but that you can achieve the the playoff place? I mean, I, I think we'll, I think we'll finish. Knocked, but recently, like, you've only won two and five, as opposed to like five and five it was like a few weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, I think based on what I've seen, I think we'll finish in the playoff places. Whether we get My question was whether we get through the playoff places to play the K League team, I don't know. So whether we're good enough to catch Sangju, I'm not convinced. Because that's a that's a big drop from what you said, like a few weeks ago when you were confident you would either yeah. finish first or uh, finish second. A few yeah. weeks ago, you were all all very much sort of saying, "Give it till I mean, September when they, the Sangju plays." Do you think that's purely because of a few bad results, or has your team performed negatively? Uh, Paul punched me for some reason. Like, I mean, do you think has it been a team performance or just like a general? It's been a long season and these things come and go as they go. Like, I I think the one thing I'm interested to see is I think they're tired. Okay. They played. They played twenty games. They played a lot of games. Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday. Okay. So I think the team looked tired. The, The squad looked stretched. And and a lot of people have got injuries. Rennie's definitely got a, a vision of his first eleven, right? So he's not yeah. much for rotation. He's, he's not. Well, he's, he's. I mean, he's pulled a few guys in and out, but the most have been fringe players. The the, the key seven or eight. The, new, tend the to nucleus start of the squad is week. the same. Yeah. Yeah. The nucleus. The nucleus of teams the same every time. And okay. Like, been, like, I mean, my, my one thing about one thing about the team is the first eleven is really good. The guys on the bench, the university guys, are not as good. Okay. And you can tell the difference when they have to come on. There's not a lot on the bench okay. that can actually make a difference. In, so your, in your first 11, do you include Johnson? No. Okay. Because the rumour is that Johnson is leaving. And they were going to sign... Well, the, the rumour that was going around was Radon Chichi was going to come yes. from and China. sign. And I guess... Uh, well, okay. he's in Japan. No, no. Uh, yeah. yeah, not... Redonchichi. Yeah, I don't I don't know how much how much faith you put in the rumour, but the rumour was Radonchich would come in from Japan and I guess if you have to clear up a foreigner striker, Johnson is probably I mean, he's going got to a be proven, the man a to proven do. record in Korea, yeah? Yeah. What well, not Johnson. No Johnson, yes. <laughs> Radonchich, Radonchich, yeah. I think he'd be a good addition if we got him, but I'm not I'm not sure how 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 strong that rumour is, but it'd be if, great if, if only you brought this up two hours ago. We could have asked directly, but it's a bit late now. At <laughs> one o'clock in the morning to up uh, to, to text Martin and. I think yeah, I think it's I think probably, probably up to one if we go there later. I think it's a huge sign if it happens. I think it's a massive thing, and would be one that would be pretty <laughs> incredible. If we have Elan pull it off, it would be probably like the sign of the season. To be honest, I mean, it's a I massive signing. I don't, to the, I don't know. Right on Cheech, based on what it was in the K League two or three seasons ago, yes. Mm. I don't know how well he's done since he left. It could be the same thing of, you know, you bring somebody back who's been good and. Can it be worse than Johnson? No. No, so there you are. <laughs> okay, okay. okay, well, that's the challenge then, yeah? That's the challenge. I guess, quickly run through the other results. Suwon got a 2 2 draw with Daegu. Anyang actually got a win. Yes, Austin Berry was very happy. Austin Berry was fantastically he happy. He favoured my tweet. He favoured your tweet. Yeah. And yours as well, I believe. He did. He called me a dick on Facebook. He didn't <laughs> score, though, did he? He didn't score, though, did he? Where, where's the hat trick we keep 
predicting. Yeah, that, then maybe that'll come that's next. Come, that's I was going to say it'll come next game, but I think we're playing them next game, so... Hopefully it will then. Hopefully, Hopefully it will. <laughs> but no, Anyang beat Chengdu 2-1, which is their first win for 19 games. This is the last first game of the season, yeah? Sangju beat the police. They were back in action again, I guess. 2-0. And then Buchon in the Monday night game won 3-2 Kangwon. There's a couple of red cards in that game, actually. The, the game we were thinking of going to, but... The game we were thinking of going to, but we couldn't be bothered because it was raining. You couldn't be bothered. I could. I, could I really couldn't be bothered because it was raining. I, I really so don't like Buchon. I had to get hangover from hell. I don't like Buchon. Which I probably have tomorrow morning as well, to be honest. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like going to games with Buchon. The view is terrible. I like Buchon. That's a nice city. It's, it's a nice view. But it's a terrible place to watch football. Probably yes. Probably yes. The, anyway. the only thing I disagree with you is you said you didn't want to go because it was pissing with rain, but there's a roof there, is there not? Not in no, there isn't. That was in the in the main stand there is. He was pissing the rain. The, the bit I where we the bit where we sat last time, where we. Is there a roof here? There is a roof in the main bit. But where, where we were last time. Yeah, last time. Where we would have yeah. been this time as well. Yeah. So the fact I that was hung over, he was pissing away. The fact that it's raining is not an excuse not to go. Yeah, exactly. I just yeah. didn't want to fucking go there in the rain. Right, so I guess that wraps up <clears> finally <throat> the three-hour long podcast that we've done five? tonight. It's five-hour-long podcast. So Which the only th- thing that's left to do, there's no games in the K League this weekend. So what are you going to be doing? Saturday, Sunday. What are you up to, Mark? Uh, Saturday, I'm going out for Indian food with one of my. Old teachers who is leaving. Paul, what are you up to the weekend? On Saturday, I'm probably going to the race, to the race course. Um, Will you be at Alistair? I'll be <laughs> at, at Career Racing. Has invited me to the opening of the new foreigner VIP room. So, yeah, gonna win my fortune on the horse on the GG. Are you going to the All Star game? No. No. Okay. Mark, are you going to the All Star game on Friday? I am not, no. So there'll be nobody there to give us the full in-depth review of the All-Star game? Uh, I have to walk until 9pm, so... So, in lieu of us not going, I guess you'll be going instead, as our representative? No, I'm not I'm not going to go to the All-Star game, but I will probably go to the K3 game at the weekend. I think Saturday I'm up to Chinchon to watch the Mighty Martyrs. So it seems like there's not a hell of a lot of exciting things happening at the weekend. So Paul, have you got any music for us? There is nothing